This is To The Point. A Rhino experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. Hey, what's up to the point listeners? It's your boy, Cristiano, the host of To The Point Home Services Podcast. And right across from me, looking in his beautiful brown eyes, is my good friend, Tommy Mello. Tommy Mello. Welcome, bro. This is the first time you've actually been here in, well, you guess you came to this office, Rhino X, a few years ago in your coral shorts and flip-flops. That was Rhino X number one. That was. That's a different Tommy Mello today. It is. Different guy. And he's in studio, but for those who might not know who Tommy Mello is, and you've been living under a rock, uh, Tommy Mello is the owner of A1 Garage. Ryan, he's the owner of A1 one garage. And that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is how a producer fails. And, but you know what? We learn from those. We learn from our failures, right? It's okay because he's focused on a lot of different things. But Tommy, it's good to have you in. We've been able to spend a lot of time together. We've gotten to become pretty good buddies. I just got to celebrate your 40s with you, man, with you and your mom. You guys share a birthday. That's oh, pretty dude. cool. Loved it. Loved you being there. That, that was, was a, great. That was a good time. All your buddies were in there. The Rumplements was great. The Rumplements the next day was not great. <laughs> it was not great. And why you like that shit, I don't know because... Yes, it makes your breath smell nice and fresh, but it does not make your breath feel fresh or you feel fresh the next day. Well, Larry Just, Bird was pretty cool, too. <laughs> that's you right. You got me the Larry Bird signed autograph with Chad Peterman. That's right, man. That was See, awesome. The Midwest Indiana boys thought, what better of a gift to give you to show our love, of course, than to share with you the state bird of Indiana, which is Larry Bird, <laughs> yeah. who Excellent. is from my alma mater, went to Indiana State University. Um, but man, you've had a lot of cool stuff happening to you. Obviously, like it's fun for me to have this conversation with you today versus our first podcast, which was in 2020, because you and I are buddies, you know, like we, we've got we've a good got relationship. To know each other a lot. And it's interesting because, uh, Tommy's got so much knowledge and he's built in a, a phenomenal business. We're going to talk about it. He's, uh, he's authored a few books now. Um, but I would say, you know, we have, you know, to the point home services podcast, we have the two best podcasts in the game, bro. Yeah. In the home, home services service space, baby, yeah. home service experts. Um, we have the home service millionaire, which is, which was book number one, book number one. And then this is the second book and I'm already working on the third, but this one was like, elevate. this is my pride. This is elevate. This is the one that had, you had just came out and you just officially like rolled it out. March 15th. Yeah. Yep. So, um, that's exciting. I'm excited. I haven't got to, to read it. Um, you brought a couple copies, but I ordered one. So, which is cool, but I wanted to make sure we at least have one to kind of, to show and share, um, because it really is the heart of Tommy Mello in that book. That's it's a, it's a mindset and it's understanding that you don't need to lose in business. When I started hanging out with great people and you share this as well, Ken Goodrich, Ken Haynes, all the people you had at Rhino, my buddy Keegan, all these guys are willing to share. And a lot of people have this mindset is I'm going to hold it all in. I'm not going to share anything. And I've always invited my competitors in yeah. and showed them service time, showed them my training center. People are like, what are you doing, dude? I mean, especially Adam and some of my management team, they were like, dude, why are you showing what took us a decade? And I'm like, well, either I'm the dumbest guy in the universe or we're doing something right. Yep. And I want to share and I think it's going to make us stronger. Well, you're the whole, I mean, and I love that. And then what that is, is it's an, it's an abundance mindset. Like that's what you have. And that is a game changer. Um, but, but on that book, it says right in the front, build a business where everybody 
wins and you've done that. Now you just had a pretty large financial event there, Thomas Mello. <laughs> yeah. Thomas Mello, just a boy from Detroit hanging right. out on eight mile with him. Maybe that's not true. Um, just a small town boy. <laughs> just a small town <laughs> girl. Um, so now not only do you have like from Detroit, cause that is where you're from Michigan boy. Um, you've got, uh, Eminem, you got Kid Rock, Alice Cooper here, Alice Cooper, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Motown. Smokey Robinson, Motown. You had Diana Ross, but now let's just add Tommy Mello to that list. Yeah, I'll take it. Add Tommy Mello to that list. But uh, I want to, I want to talk about your big financial event because it's, I'm excited for as your friend. It's cool to see that happen to such a good dude. And, and how it impacted a lot of those that have been building the business alongside of you and with you. Um, but you have a lot of stuff going on, dude. You didn't just write a, you know, your second book and, and write in your third, you've got the podcast that the, gives back to so many people. It's huge. It's massive. Like it has a huge impact on the business, which again is kind of a, um, uh, extension of your heart, who you are as a human being and how you continue to give back with an abundance mindset. But dude, you also got garage door freedom, and the vertical track event that's coming up in May, right? Uh, so, yeah, vertical track is coming up in May, and we're having another event. And I wanted to clarify it's a good time for this. Is vertical track really, because of our new partnership, is mostly about garage doors. Gotcha. And then we're having a freedom event with all home services that I really want to, you know, one of the things I've realized of going to all these events that you're at, too, yeah. is I want it to be a little bit more intimate. Anything over five, six, seven hundred 700 people, you lose value. People come, and they're like, it's harder to get the value out of that. So uh, the freedom event will be amazing, but I really want it to be the elite. It doesn't mean you have a big business, but you have a, an elite mindset and uh, you want to elevate. It's an elevate mindset. So those are two different events. One's for garage doors. Now vertical track is now for garage door companies. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I think the opportunity in the garage door space of where we're at today uh, we want a 10 X yeah. and in the process of 10 X and we've already built 25 millionaires. I want to do a couple hundred more in the garage door space. And I've got a, a, an equation that we're, we're formulating that we worked on all week with the president of the company, Dan Miller. And it's going to be mind blowing for garage door companies that want to partner up with us and actually be, they'll have ownership in a one. So, so let me take this thing back for a second yeah. because we're going to have some listeners that, that might not, know who you are so i at least want to give them a, a little bit of insight um when you started this thing you were like 50k in debt or something like that somewhere around there like early on right this thing is no longer uh in debt um it's become um well what was the largest independently owned uh garage door company who you've built into an amazing uh, amazing business but you got what 400 some odd plus employees 700 whatever the hell it was i don't know how many markets you're in now it's well into the hundreds of millions uh, on the dollar, a hundred million dollar side. And, and you had a financial event, bro. And share with the listeners, like you built this awesome, amazing business, just a, an old broke wannabe gangster rapper from Detroit. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, you were a fine young man. I saw the pictures of you, <laughs> especially the one with, with the glasses. That oh, was yeah. pretty sick. Yeah. But you built this amazing business, dude. And you just had a cool, like, whole deal happen, like share what that is because they will play into the rest of kind of what you're talking about on how you were able to create those additional millionaires. So it, let me just tell the story. Please. It's, it's pretty quick. Uh, I formed a board of advisors. I had a CPA, the president of our company. I had a guy from uh, 
uh, what's the name of the Eric Van Dam with uh, Cole, Cole, Cowan. Cowan. And so I built this board of advisors and I depended on Eric to feed me information. He, he told me about every deal, every transaction in home service, painting, plumbing, HVAC, roofing, you name it. And so I was working with him for about four years. And then I just said, let's form a board of advisors. I said, listen, I need a president of the company to come in and do some stuff. He goes, look, I've got a recruiter you have to talk to. She sat down with me for three days. We lined up what I needed. And she goes, I got you the guy. And I'm like, the guy. I'm like, well, just give me 10 resumes. She said, no, I got the dude. And so I brought Dan Miller on. We went into six months of a trial trial to make sure he was happy and I was happy. He hit his test out of the park, murdered it. And we set up a delayed draw term loan for $20 million to go out and partner with companies and grow. And I didn't really use that money. And I said, hey, I got a company. And he goes, well, listen, why don't you go find some more companies? So I found 63 more that wanted to partner. And uh, there happens to be two... 200,000 baby boomers a day retiring and 12% of them have a business. So there's a huge opportunity during the next five years. And the summer rolled around and Tom Howard, who was on my board, uh, big guy at service Titan, Lee Zare, just super serial entrepreneur, very sharp guy, made Ishmael, made Ishmael's life basically. And uh, (laughs) we love you. (laughs) So he came out and he said, listen, um, I don't know if you've heard, but the IPO market, is kind of shit right now. And I said, I've heard that. And he goes, well, listen, I've, I once told you in less than a year ago, never to sell your business. It's a cash cow. I see the numbers every quarter. He goes, this is a cash cow. You want to own the industry, never sell. And he goes, I was wrong. He goes, you don't have enough money to buy the companies you already lined up. And I said, "Uh, no, I don't. The, The delayed draw term loan, they want 90 days between every company and interest rates are going to go up. Interest rates are going up. And he goes, there's a, there's a, a direct inverse relationship between interest rates and multiples going down. So Not what you want to see. Yeah. So <laughs> he said, listen, if you work your – he flew out. We went to dinner at Oregano's. And he goes, look, he goes, if you work your butt off for three to five years, you're going to be borrowing, borrowing, borrowing. You're going to be heavily in debt. You're going to be paying money on that debt. Number two – he goes, you're going to be very, very limited in who you could buy. It's going to be very, very slow. Number three, let's just say it goes back to normal multiples, eight to 10. He goes, you worked your butt off. You went into debt. You took all the chances. You made it through a possible horrible recession, and you doubled the business. You're still getting the same value as today, but you don't have a partner who knows how to do financial engineering. And then Ken Goodrich called me and said, dude, you're going to, learn, you're going to get a PhD in financial engineering when you work with a private equity or whoever you choose to bring on. So we went back and watched the big short, the movie from 2015, about 2007, how a house is collapsing. And I said to that day, I called Dan Miller up and I said, let's go, let's do this. I'm good. This is not my identity. I've got a podcast. I've got books. I didn't feel like I, I'm going to lose anything. So we went in hard in the paint. We got a quality of earnings done by a big four bank. We did, did uh, uh, an internal audit and it was, excruciating we hired a new cfo and man we went through many changes we moved around the coo position we we just did a lot in six months we bought companies and we got to 30 million plus in ebitda and we happened to set a record in the multiple and i still retain right below half of the company and in the process i had an equity incentive program that i gave to a lot of people that's that's why we have so many millionaires and we all started rowing in the right direction we were sprinting we were working weekends we were traveling and Dan basically prepared everybody, said, it's go time. We got three months. 
I need you guys to work 24-7. We need to get this done. And we brought on help. We brought on advisors. We did everything. Went through the SIP. 90 companies looked at our opportunity. 42 ended up making an offer. Uh, we came down to five. And um, Cortec is who we ended up going with. And these guys were a few months in. And I'm telling you, my mind is blown. There's new things that are coming to light. And there's opportunities. And I love when we were doing something wrong because the deal's done. This is an opportunity to make more money and create more millionaires. Yeah. And these guys are just dialed and I'm talking dialed. They own Groundworks. They, they did a deal with window nation. Uh, they were the guys that did Yeti and <laughs> took them public. And these guys are just extremely smart individuals and we get along great and they, they expect a lot, but I expect a lot from them in return. And, uh, now we're going to go make history again in 10 exit. And, uh, and I'm very, very happy about the outcome. This is not something where I'm like, should I have done that? I never have one regret about this. Yeah, and good. it's not the right time for a lot of people. A lot of people have regrets. And I mean, dozens of people I talked to said, I wish I would have never done that. Yeah. I'm not in that boat at all. Yeah. And, and they did uh, They did the same deal. They did the deal with, with Four Seasons in Chicago, too. Four Seasons, what an amazing company, yeah, man. That, like, just murdering it. And they did that. They got that deal done right before they did me. And I That's was right. the last one in the fund. Yeah. And now that they're, they're, they really love home service because guess what about home service during all the crap, we were essential. That's right. And everybody decided to work out of their house and update everything. And the garage doors happened to be a piece of that. And, uh, couldn't be in a better spot. Yeah. I, I love everything. We got into that new house and, and right now I'm in this weird phase of just getting back to the habits, but I got to know my surroundings and get back I need order in my life. Yeah. I need systems. I need processes. I need a new executive assistant. I'm getting a personal assistant. We're hiring a chef. And I, I put a barber chair in my house. I saw this that. Is, this isn't about like, look at Tommy. Look what I thought I, that I, was for Finney, honestly. Yeah. The, well, barber, the barber chair. He, he's got a little dog bath. In I saw there. that. <laughs> and you know, my whole deal is I want to grow 10 X efficiency. Yeah. And I know what I'm capable of doing and I want to be the best version of myself. And that doesn't include mowing the lawn. Now, if you like to mow the lawn to get away and just set your personal time to listen to audibles, mow the lawn, but I'm trying to create the ultimate efficiency. I don't like to get dressed in the morning. Either yeah. does Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. And the reason he doesn't, that's just one decision. He doesn't need to make that day. Cause he makes a lot of big ones in a day. We're the same one. You wear yeah. this. Yeah. This is the shirt. I got 25 of them. <laughs> well, I, uh, you have got, you got some runway. You just turned 40. Yes. So you got lots of runway. Yeah. But welcome to the forties with me, buddy. It's oh, not so, man, the hair is coming out of my ears. It's not now. so bad. It's not so bad, <laughs> but you know, it, it is cool because, um, you with, with, from what I've learned, having, you know, you and I obviously run in a lot of the same circles and we have our own little circle and we're in a lot of text message groups with people who are constantly elevating one another. Right. Oh yeah. The, the groups, if someone doesn't hit their target, we, we, we don't go, oh, my God, you, you piece of shit. You, no. you failed again. We literally sympathize to one another. We share ideas. You know, Aaron Gaynor's been very open with the CFO, sharing yeah. him. I mean, what, what an amazing group of guys. Mike's an amazing guy. Yeah. It's Ishmael. There's so many. Chad Peter, yeah, the, Peterman. We got Hoffman. We got. It's like, a good group of people that Ishmael, we're just. Yeah. Ish, I can't even keep up in that group because yeah. I'm like, it takes me two days to catch up. And I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> I sent you guys a picture of that guy's text message. That, that funny thing, so. Well, but what's cool about this is, is that you had just said that you knew you needed to help and you brought on the advisors to continue to help. You didn't have it all figured out. You knew what you wanted. You had the drive, you knew the things, but you just wanted to do it smarter. And sometimes you got to find the people who've done it 
who have already done it, understand the things, understand the hurdles, and can help you bypass some of these things, piece it together, be more efficient. It allows you to kind of start to hyper-focus now on this next phase of life for you, which is going to be a, a massive phase for you too, again. But now you have a lot of help. That's part of the reason too, with the, like with the book that you've written, is it's, because for a guy like me who, you, mean, you read a ton. You, you read a lot of books. Um, I don't read a lot of books, but I have, I got to read at least four a year. That's not that much for me, right? I can read this book. It's thin enough, all right? I can actually, it's about the same width as my cell phone, which means I can actually read that book. But it's got so much good, good stuff in it. But when you put in there, build a business where everybody wins, that's what you've done and you did it at scale. But, but it's not just about you, your employees, your employees' families. You've done it for you offer this up to your competitors, to your competitors' employees. You, uh, I always, and this is a conversation you and I've had plenty of times. You love everybody, dude. Like you like everybody, and and I respect that about you. Um, I get along with most everybody, right? I, I, and because I am an abundance mindset guy, I'm a I'm a for you guy, right? Like I'm an empathetic guy. But at some point in time, Tommy's got to now hyper focus on if you're going to 10x this thing. This isn't some small little garage door company anymore, dude. This thing is a beast and that's not a small number. So you're going to have to start to hyper-focusing on like, who's going to try and come in and mirror what Tommy Mello's doing. Well, you know, here's the question. There's three things going on, right? All the time of my life. Number one, I'm out there meeting people. I'm speaking, I'm networking. Right. And that's, what's giving me what I got. These, it opens doors that I never thought possible. Right. I would have never met Eric Van Dam if I hadn't been on a podcast and reading books and I put myself out there. Number two, Love your employees. I don't get enough time like I used to, and I want to double down on that. I want to be there for them. I want to acknowledge them. I want to reward them. I want to tell them they're important. And I'm working on systems to make that easy. And then the third thing is I got the business, KPIs. I know what needs to be, the systems that need to be refined and corrected. But two of these things... Going out and networking and rewarding employees don't really have KPIs. I can't no. say, ooh, I spent an hour a day. My satisfaction level of my employees is 90%. <laughs> so I'm going to do these two no matter what. And I'm not going to turn these off because these open doors yeah. and makes people feel good. And it keeps loyalty. And I they deserve it. Yeah. And the third one is where I'm really going to double down. And the way I double down is find systems that are more efficient. Find people. Don't, don't waste time getting a haircut. Don't get gas. Don't have to worry about what you're wearing in the morning. Don't literally don't even have to pack my bags because that'll give me back a couple hours in a day. And if I could find two hours here, two hours there, an hour there, cause there's still a lot of waste in my life. Yeah. Like figuring out what I want to eat. I don't even want to do that anymore. <laughs> put it in, put, you know what I like, put it in front of me and I'll eat it. I don't know how, because let's say uh, me and you go to a son's game, which we've done. We went, went to son's game. Yep. SmartAC.com, SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. Uh, and Donnie Mello wants to talk business um, for at least three and a half of the four quarters. Well, 
you know, it, it's fun because I don't get to talk to people <laughs> all the time. And I put myself in this situation, but I enjoy business. I mean, literally, well, me like too, some yeah. people, I love Big Buck Hunter. I like Golden Tail. I love shooting pool. I love golf. I love fishing. Rumplements. Rumplements. <laughs> but most of all, I get excited. I'm never, never working. Yeah. And I'm never, ever having fun. I'm doing both. And yeah. it's weird because so many people are like, no, business. We're not talking about business. Some people are like, I'm just like, I'm having fun when I'm doing business at what we're having fun at. Yeah, no, and I, I, I bust your balls about it. Like, it's, it, I, I'm the same way. I enjoy it. It's fun for me, too. But Anna, Anna wants to shut that off. Like She, she does. She, she does. Wants, she, she wants the same way. Yeah. She wants to have personal time with Tommy with Tommy Mello, you know, or with personal time with Bree. And, and I can respect that, too. I'm just not wired, though, because I actually love what I'm doing. So when we go to watch a Suns game, we're kind of half-ass watching a game. And we're oh, talking no, we're going to make dedicated to say, you know, <laughs> Anna's a ball buster. She's just going to say this. <laughs> No business. We'll do this. And you know what? There's a lot more to life, but we're having to be in the highlight. We're in the spotlight of our careers right now. Yeah. I mean, we're, I believe I'm just getting started, but ultimately I can understand that. And it, it is annoying, especially to our significant others because we don't have a turnoff button. Yeah. And I think a lot of people though that are in business can relate because it is our lively, it is our livelihood and it's, and it's our personal lives. Like I, I just made a post the other day too, because somebody had sent me this super thoughtful message on, on how I was able to impact his business. I didn't know any of this story. And, um, and those are the things like that drive me and keep me going. So I feel like I have this like responsibility to continue to use this gift of a business and this podcast to continue to, share with the masses, right? And to do good shit along the way. So I surround myself with a group of people who are like that, just like you. Like, that's what I love about our group. Like, Gainer's got a good heart. He's a good dude. He's got a good story. He's got a great business. You know, like, and Mike is brilliant. And their story of how they came together is is so smart and sharp. Now, when Mike's podcast, Mike is uh, the CFO at uh, Eco Plumbers in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Well, pretty much all over Ohio at this point in time. But um, Mike is a really sh sharp dude. And, and prior to you coming in, Tommy, I had a podcast with those two guys and, and we were sharing some of his information. But he talks a lot about KPIs and things they've grown in that business to take it from the 1 million when those dudes met to they'll be at 73 million by the time the year is in. So, but they're using these different KPIs, no different than you had to use. You just brought it up. And, and at Rhino X, and, and you've been a good friend to me. You've supported Rhino X in all three years. And you're my, you're my, the one dude I know that I, you don't ask me a lot of questions. You, you just trust where I'm going to put you into the deal and you, and you show up every time because that's who you are as a human being. But you shared a few things at Rhino X that I thought were great. And I had people reach out to me afterwards when we do our post event survey saying, Hey, I really like this piece. I wish Tommy Miller had more time. I was like, cool. So that gave me a couple nuggets. And so I thought, you know what, on this particular podcast, knowing it was coming up, I thought, cool, I'm going to ask some of those questions because yes, you, you grew a one to a massive number, you and your team people, but you grew this thing into a massive company, but you're using some of these KPIs along the way to measure the success of the human beings in the business. Um, you're rewarding them, but you're also measuring them because you can't help make them better if you don't have something to measure against too, well, right? gets measured, gets managed. That's right. So like, what are some of these tools that you use that were like your go-to KPIs as you were scaling the business? It might look different. Now I'm talking about in this first phase of business, what were some of those KPIs, man, that you were using to measure these guys? And, and before you, you go down that path, I just want to tell you, I'm going to talk about your Jack Tester form and your employee scorecards. So if that's part of what that is, we can segue into that too. Yeah. So back in the day, we're talking an old, old shop. What we, day? What year? Yeah, this is probably 2015. Okay. So we're talking seven, eight years ago. We used to really keep track of the total revenue. 
And then we figured out to take the parts cost out because literally an opener might cost $300 and a spring, two springs cost 40. So we figured out, take the parts cost out because just because somebody's selling three openers at a property doesn't mean the guy that sold three spring jobs is making way more money for himself and his family and us. So what I used to do is I used to have the whole room come up and write their numbers on the whiteboard. I drew a, a big line in the middle and in red, I draw a really unhappy face. And then I draw in green, a very happy face. And I said, all right, I want to see number one come up. And he, you know, the guy would walk up there like he owned the room. Confident. And it, then we went to the left side. I said, and this is really unfortunate. And this is not the way I treat my people. But I said, guys, unfortunately, you're the losers this week. Um, you're not doing very well. We took the mean of the entire company. And you're below the mean. So the losers go ahead and uh, grab the red marker and the, and this guy, Steve, that works for me, walks up there, and he he puts his head down, and he said, I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget walking up there. He says, I vouched, and I vowed to myself that I would never be on that side, on the red side again, and I never was after that day. He goes, how embarrassing. And my goal is not to shame people into doing better. It's not, it's not the way I run. But that's what we used to do back in the day because we had a small enough crew that we had enough time for them to draw their numbers. And the guys loved it that were on the right. And I'd always ask for feedback. I never said, well, there was a few weeks I tried this and it failed, <laughs> but I never would ask the guys what happened. Why didn't you hit your numbers? I would ask them. I'd ask the top guys, what mindset did you have? What breakthrough? Because you've never had a week like this. In fact, yesterday was the best day you've ever had conversion rates, service agreements, financing. You hit every bullet perfectly. And the worst answer I get is, man, I just followed the process. I just, and I'm like, but what else? I know the process is great. I came up with it. But, you know, we, we be, like today I was on the phone with Dale Steele for yep. 40 minutes talking yep. about process in which you do a turnover service to sales. And, dude, I, I literally, I preface each video. I make a video each week for every market to watch at the same time a Thursday morning. And it's always 20 minutes. This one went 35 minutes. And I said, guys, when you watch this video, just know one thing. Your life's about to change. Your income, your opportunity, your family life, your vacations. You're going to have rental homes. We apply this, and we've got the infrastructure, so everybody's like, share with me what Dale said. But it works for our company because we built it like that. And we've got all the right people in the sales side. We call it virtual product specialists that handle the sales side, and they're experts. But these things are incredible. I create a video every week at Systems. I literally, every manager knows to report to me their top performer. Bree goes through them and picks one that I'm going to interview. This is all systematized. Everything I do has a system and a function and a standard operating procedure because a guy like me with ADHD without systems and boundaries and to know where my where I live, then I, I'm useless. Yeah. I'm useless to everybody yeah. because I got a lot of ideas and I'm off and I'm like, what do I do? I don't know. I'm over. I'm confused. There's just too much. Where do I start? But I know exactly. And you said I hired great people. Well, guess what? I'm putting out social media content right now. Official Tommy Mello, TikTok and Instagram. And I'm going to be shooting 50 awesome videos a day. And I'm actually going after influencer marketing. I'm going to be hanging out with Gary V and you know, your guy, uh, your guys, Gary V Grant right. Cardone. I want to, I want Donald Trump time. And the deal is, is people, Dan Miller asked me at dinner last night. He goes, well, what's your goal in four years, five years when, when we really do another great opportunity with a one, I said, man, I want to give back what you just said that letter. I get those letters all the time. I, you saved my marriage. My, I'm, I get to spend Sundays now with my kids and go to church, whatever it looks like. I want a 10X 
what I could give because it always comes full circle. I, right. I want nothing in return, but it always feels like there's something that happens. Hey man, I'm just looking out for you, Tommy, because you've done this for me. I found an opportunity for you. This guy needs, th this guy's doing custom garage doors and he does a hundred a month. You're his guy. I already talked to you about him. That just falls in your lap when you give, but I don't yeah. want anything in return, but it happens. Yeah. So you're giving with that expectation, but ultimately what happens is like people want to give back to you too. Like, and people believe in you and you create this trust because it's coming from a genuine place. So it's a, uh, we, a reputation over revenue type mentality, um, because you're trying to go out. And like I said, anybody who's hung out with you enough, like, you know, it's always funny because people reach out to me and they, and they'll name drop Tommy Mello. They have no idea that we're friends. Like <laughs> that we're, they're like, Oh, my friend. And I'm like, Tommy, is this guy your friend? And like, I, and I've talked to him one time. We're friends, right? Yeah. I know who you out. are. Yeah. I know who, who you are be, without an A1 shirt on. Um, I mean, wait, he had a shirt on, just wasn't A1. I mean, <laughs> I mean, sometimes. Is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> but I do like that. What you're saying right now is is your heart. But um, I think you also, in, you're enjoying, like the, the 10X in giving is, is actually really awesome to hear you say that. I, I haven't thought about that way. And this is where you and I kind of aligned a lot is um, giving back, you know, at Rhino is one of our core values. It means a lot to me and Anna, and we do it at scale here. Like we still do the one day a month where everybody goes and does a service day and we still cover the salaries. They don't do any work. So one Friday, they take the half day and they go do community service. Still do this day at our, even at our size today, same thing. If you look at the P and L at what the expenses of that, like to, you know, to cover all those salaries for zero output, it might concern you, right? If you looked at it, unless you thought through like, well, what does it actually do for culture in your business and, and minimize turnover in your business? And, but what I'm doing is 10Xing, 10Xing giving back sounds way better than my, um, my giving back pyramid scheme. <laughs> it sounds much cleaner. Well, there is a lot of people that, that literally have this scheme of, of like, I'm going to give to charity so I can get on the news instead of taking care of your own people and looking in your own backyard and you, you just said it the best is minimizing turnover when you're allowed to charge the right price and your people allowed to make more than a living wage, a good wage, guess what happens? Less turnover. And so those people that are undercutting and saying, I, I, do, I could do it for less. Well, you're not paying your people. You, you, a lot of these guys, I've seen technicians lucky to make 55 grand in the garage door industry. Now, every time you turn over an employee, you're paying to, the cost to recruit, retrain. Yep. And, and there's all these hidden costs that usually add up to about half of what the salary is for that year. So charging the right price, letting people accomplish their dreams. And that's how every conversation should start. Chris, what do you want out of life? What are your goals? What, and a lot of times people are like, I just want to be happy. And I'm like, you know, I know you want to be happy, but what does that look like? Let me peel this onion back a little bit. What do you want to do? Where, where do your what kids want to go? Happy? Well, do you want to own a home? Uh, do you want a new car? Do you want to go camping with your father? Do you want to go 10 year anniversary with your wife to Hawaii? Because I need to know what makes you tick. And I want you to tell me a story about a time that was just unforgettable. And if I find out what you need, it's a lot easier to ask you to work a Saturday or pick up a shift or retrain for a week. Because if you retrain, Chris, if you retrain this week, I'm paying you 250 bucks a day. It's not what you're making. But guess what? What if I told you it's $40,000 a year, you accomplish the goal, you get your house in, in 18 months like we talked about? 
it's a lot easier conversation. And this is the Jack Tesser. It kind of goes to they report to me. And this is not the case now. We've got amazing managers and we've got VPs and all this other stuff. It's 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 pretty complex now because there's divisions. And when people cut my divisions out, I say, Did you talk to this person? I, I'd love to talk to you. Let's catch up. But I don't know how to give PTO anymore. <laughs> so, so just you had, know, I just had this kind of same conversation. <laughs> I'm not sure I even understand how to use our I don't know a lot now, and it's a good thing that the owner, you're not dependent on the owner or any one person to run a company. So, you know, when Jack Tester, I, I went to a breakout session at Pantheon, and, and I was sitting in the front row, and me and Jack know each other, and he's like, Tommy, you're going to love this. He's like, because I have people report to me what the one thing they got done this week, what they needed help with, what could they have done. They rate themselves one out of ten. And this form is designed for the employee to ro report to you. They've internalized this stuff. They're going to tell you, Exactly. Listen, I accomplished this. I did much better with the torch team. I, I had a high conversion rate, but I didn't sell any service agreements. And I've, I've really prepared a good answer for you as I need to retrain with this guy. I've already set it up for next week. So that tester form is activities, performance, and then the plan, a uh, plan, right? It's a, a plan, plan. And then it's a core. How did you implement any of our core values? And then on the back of it, I went a little further as I, I can't remember everybody's dog's name and their anniversary oh, dates and the uh, the kids and everything. So we have kind of a cheat sheet. So for my management, uh, you know, how's Billy doing? Uh, I heard he just turned 14. It, it just is alignment to say, do you care about me? Or is this just jumping on the KPIs? There needs to be a human element. And hopefully we hired the right people that want to have these conversations. Yeah. But did you, but what, this is where the, you know, like I said, in this is what I loved about, the dream manager position is I, I genuinely believe that that position is personal. It's even though it was, even though it's a biz, like it's a position that you have on the payroll, it's a, it was a unselfish personal hire because that person's job is to help them accomplish their dreams and hold them accountable to hitting their dreams. So, so this dream manager position uh, does make it not about the business. Like it can help them hold accountable. Like if they have a hundred day plan and maybe I'm not sure the context of it, you know, but that person's job is to help them hit their goals. I think it probably could be professionally, professionally or personally, either one, but somebody has got to hold them accountable to hitting those things. Well, it's a mentor in their corner, pushing them on because sometimes it's quitting, smoking, drinking, uh, quit smoking, drinking, drinking, smoking, whatever it might be. There's a lot of things. Some people want to buy a house. Some people just say, I want to get promoted. And you it's, have 700 some odd people, bro. Like that's a full time. Well, like, listen, she can't, she runs them in groups of 70 to a hundred. Okay. I was going to say and then how, she's okay. getting a helper. And I'm guessing this dream manager program will probably be six, seven people in the next few years. And it's, it's a lot. And we've, we've learned through the first couple iterations of it, of what this looks like, because some people are ready to quit. Some people are unhappy with their manager and she really does have a, uh, she keeps her mouth shut. Unless she's like, this guy's on the fritz. He's going through a lot. I, I normally wouldn't do this, but somebody needs to talk to him because he's this close to quitting. He's this close to getting a divorce, whatever. You know, it's kind of like the client, uh, the privilege. She does oh, not that. share. She doesn't share anything because it's very personal. Well, yeah. th these guys open up. And it turns out to be she's more of a psychologist than the dream manager. But at the same time, we need to understand what their goals are. And some of the guy's goals... I. I always tell business owners, what is your goal? Well, I want to do 5 million. Uh, the mindset is not abundant of 5 million. And I'm sorry because I just know home service well enough is, but, but also you, you got to live within reality of 5 million with a, 
with a company that runs itself when I'm not there. And I just want a business that's just making 5 million at 15% bottom line. I'm putting away 750 grand. Great. If that's what you want, I'm not discounting that. But if my guys say, listen, I want to make 70 grand. I'm like, well, why not 150? Because I don't want people that work with me that want to make 70 grand because that's not even close to your potential. And it's up to me to dare you to want more. Yeah. And I love it when someone buys a house and, and has a family and they buy their dream car, but they also come in and say, listen, I need to make a living. I, I want to, I want more. Yeah. They get addicted. And it's not because they want the freedom. They want to do what they want when they want with who they want. They want a job that respects them and we acknowledge them and we we're there for them. We're going on the pinnacle club. We're going to uh, top performers in the company. We're all going to, to loom. You guys did Mexico last year, right? We went, yeah. Where was that? That was Mexico. It was uh, Cabo. Cabo San Cabo, Lucas, right. and now we're going to Tulum. And Bree figured out from the first one how to make this thing 10 times better. Of course, that's how it works. And, but last year it was amazing. And, and what's really cool is I get time to bond, and there's always good things that come out of it for me. Yeah. And we're going golf, and we're probably going to go see some of the ancient ruins. And there's some cool stuff there that I'm looking forward to. And I, I get to meet up with the people that are helping me succeed. Yeah. And I think... I get to show them my appreciation. We're going to have trophies. We're going to do some really cool stuff with them. Yeah, and that and that's also should be encouraging to others trying to get to that spot. Right? It's, it sucks for the guy that was just short. The one? <laughs> the guys that are like, dude, and it, it looks like I can't bend the rules. And I'm like, man, <laughs> next year you're going to get it. You know, and When they hear what I'm doing this year, which is a surprise, it has a lot to do with um, of having true ownership. Um it's going to be amazing. So I'm going to drop the hammer down on this one, but I don't want to put too much let it out of the bag. yet. <laughs> well, the, I remember seeing some of the pictures and the videos and stuff from, from Cabo. So if it won't upset, then it's going to be a good time. Tulum's awesome. I've, I, I, we just had somebody come back from there and was sharing all the things that they had done. Friends of ours that shared those things. So all the ruins and stuff like that. Um, but I think that, it, you know, for you, it's, you know, I don't know what your third book's going to be, and I'm not sure where you're finding time for that. And I'm not even sure how somebody with ADHD, uh, like you and I share that piece of it. Um, I, I, me trying to think about writing a book right now, I have zero interest in it, like zero interest in it. But I also don't know how I would actually be able to focus on it unless, because it, you'd, I would want it to be so meaningful, I would probably overthink all the things. Well, it would take you years, and that's where... You know, first you got to start out with what you want. Start out with an OKR, outcome and key result. What do you want the takeaways to be? And then you basically build the pillars of the book based on what you want people to know. And I'm, I, I'm working on the book, and this is not the title, but it's the power of ADHD. When it's focused, when you're wearing a blinder, when you're the racehorses I see, they wear blinders so they focus on the race. Yep. There's loud music going out at the Kentucky Derby, but they're still, they got their eye on the race, the jockey, you know, and there's a lot of distractions, but they're, they're running and ADD is not a bad thing. It, you know, and when you're a kid, you're, you're told it's a disorder and you need help and you're going to, you're never going to make it in life with this. And it's, a, it's, I think this is going to be something for parents. It's going to be something for somebody struggling. But the fact is that if you could channel and harness this power, you're limitless yeah. because you have the ability to outthink people. You could read faster. You could do a lot of things in a different way. That's not even capable for most. And I think without these, I asked a group of 300 people who has a bit of ADHD or ADD. Every hand went up out of the entrepreneurs, every single <laughs> hand in that audience. So, you know, ultimately I think that, that this book, I, I partnered up with Mark Victor Hansen. And interestingly enough, 
he told me, he said, look, have you ever thought about fiction? And I'm like, fiction can be fun, fiction but I find the reference section. <laughs> I said, I, I don't really read fiction. Why would I write fiction? He goes, do you know that fiction does 10X what, what self-help books do? And I said, look, I would absolutely do a fiction book if it had a real store. If it can't, and he goes, of course. He goes. Something to pull from of substance, yeah. He sold 500 million books, Talk Soup for the Soul. Uh, and I got this guy. He's, I mean, this guy's a smart thinker. He's very eloquent with his speech. And I said, dude, let's do this. Let's write it together. I mean, he wrote the Ford on yeah, this. So he forwarded your book, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's going to be very interesting because like the first two books, I systematize how I do it. I'm going to finish the audible on Saturday, but I'm not just writing a book. I'm writing systems down to be able to write a dozen books a year. And that's what I needed to do. I needed to get in. And then the second one I perfected. And then the third one's going to be better. And I'm making these small little tweaks every time to make it systematic, to make myself focus. And that's where I think that's what I do for everything. I went through yesterday. I got a guy named Cameron. He works on all the one-star, two-star reviews. And we had 12 of them in a week, but we had 5,000 customers that week. So I said, How? we went through for a half an hour. I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to use the software that shows us the reviews. I said, I'm going to make a loom for each and every customer after you talk with them and find out what their pain points are. I will approve, and it will take me less than a half an hour for every single review each week. Show that I care. And then these comments go to the Western or uh, Eastern Regional Manager. It goes to the, the market manager. Then it goes to the lead tech. And there's a learning moment here because I want to take these and cut them in half each month. And I said also, we... We literally spent a half an hour. I signed it to somebody. I delegated it properly. We're revisiting it on Friday. And by next week, we're going to have a whole new platform of how we handle unsatisfied clients and turn them into raving fans because it's a system. And that's what I go back to every time I go, well, what do you do? Well, it's different. Sometimes I do this. Sometimes I said, class it into five unhappy customers, five. And then we'll have an answer for all of them that it's, why do you give a different answer to everybody? If somebody that wasn't happy about the price, we've got a solution. If somebody, we missed our timeline, we got a solution. If we didn't call them back in time, there, there's only major five. The other ones, if there's, if there's more than one a year, then we'll make a new category. Right. But that, it, it's a system. Yeah, you simplified it. Based yeah. on like, yeah, the, the averages. I mean, that's cool because um, the goal is to minimize the amount of those that you're getting <laughs> the ones, the you, ones that are you know someone told me one percent of every customer is going to bitch i mean i don't care it's just the nature of the beast and i get that so we serviced fifteen thousand customers last month that's 151 stars yeah if they make it online yeah right so it is what it is it's part of doing business but what are you going to do about it are you going to educate your guys are you going to take that as a learning moment or are you going to say well that that customer will never be happy i'm just we are morally right here so i'm not even i'm just going to respond and the stupid customer no no that's wrong that's the wrong way to look at these complex issues and the right thing to do is take it as a learning moment and understand what could you have done to be better and some of the people say, I didn't understand what I was signing, and there was a surcharge in there. We didn't know we were getting charged a $40 service call. Okay, well, listen, I was able to discount that for you. It, we've got a whole solution for this, and I don't need to go into a lot of details, but my reputation is everything. Yeah, And it's important that if i got to spend some money and get employees looking at this and have training moments, that's an investment into the company that will lead to a lot of benefits. Yeah, it's the long-term game. I mean, that's what you're playing. And like I just said earlier, reputation over revenue. If you do what's right, the revenue will follow and will scale. Obviously, you have to have systems and processes and things in place. And listen, like, 
once the reviews suck, we all get them. Like if somebody, like the, everybody who I see has got like perfect five, like five stars. It's hard for me to fathom that. Like, how did you never have one unhappy customer left a, a, a review? They say four and a half stars gets more clicks than five stars. And what do people do? They go right to the bad reviews and I they see, see how the owner responded. Of course. Because I never read the good ones. I read the bad ones. And then I go, this guy's a lunatic. I'm calling this company because this customer is unhappy to please. They did everything they could in their power. And as long as those, it's a very good point because I don't trust any company that's perfect either. It's like they got their family and friends leaving a bunch of reviews and they're tiny. Yeah. Well, and, and that's where my point was going to with this is like, I mean, I, I do the same thing. I look, I go to the one stars just to see, and maybe I'm biased, right? Because I'm in business too, but I do go to see how it was handled. And we, that's something here. Like we get them. And if I can do something to get them to increase it to say three stars by handling it, I don't, if they don't give me a five, that's fine because they weren't, un, they were unhappy in the first place for whatever reason. But I do believe that, you have to respond to these and you have to still be professional and you have to play the long game. I'll tell you this. I was gone last week. You know, you and I were both in Florida and speaking at an event. And, um, I, the one day I had down, they, you know, I have my whole family with me. And so the one day I had down on the beach, um, I had three fires. I had to get on the phone for I'm sitting on the beach. So I'm still a little bit red and burnt from it because I knew I could, this white pasty body can only have about 15 minutes in the sun before it gets burnt. But then I hopped on a phone call, Tommy, and I've lost all track of time. And so I was roasted because somebody was approaching me saying, hey, you told me this is going to be 14 to 16 weeks timelines. And here we are at 16 to 17 weeks. Well, the fact was, is that they had a past due bill. And so the 14 didn't start till the bill, till the bill was squared away. So which was three weeks later, which pushes it out. 17. But in their mind, all they could think about was the 14 to 16 weeks. So as I'm getting... Uh, motherfucked piece of shit. Like th this is like real life business stuff that happens where it's coming from is just how this person knows how to react. That's how they've been trained, how to react. I don't believe that was genuine. So I'm able to take it, listen to it, break it down and say, you know what? I can tell you're unhappy. I'm going to give you a full refund. Even though I was right, even though I know we were, we were correct. Gave them a full refund, made it easy for them to change ways. And what it came down to was they're in Southern California they uh, they are very very slow because that market has been like G ones. I very, would very not want to be you. So, but here's what I'm saying: Did it suck to give a twenty two thousand dollar refund plus lose all the time that my team took to build all the things out, and then also you know still be you know it, yes, but it's the long game. You know what? Even though I know we were right, that was one of those decisions where I was like, the right thing to do for the longevity of this business and our reputation is to make this call. Absolutely. And, and, so and it's hard to make those phone calls when you don't have a lot of money. But when you start making money, you look at it that as this is just a part of doing business. And I'll tell you this, for those of you that have marketing companies or agencies or whatever it might be, the hardest part of the world, the hardest thing to hear is it's on you. They're not changing. They're not going to crack the algorithm and all of a sudden be able to get all the clicks. When you're slower, you got to focus on your conversion rate and your average ticket. And you need to make sure that you're booking every damn call. And you need to look at yourself and say, what am I going to do? How am I going to network better? Should I go to a B&I group? How do I get the gift that keeps coming? Maybe a realtor, maybe a builder. But so many people go, well, my marketing, I need more leads. Well, if, ever, if we hit a deep recession, you're not going to get more leads. So you better snap out of it and quit blaming marketing. You better figure out what the hell you're going to do. Because if you think you're going to call your marketer and make everything perfect, you got another thing coming and I feel bad for you because you're going to have to deal with this. If we do hit what I think we're going into yep. after May, 
uh, you're going to be getting a lot of phone calls going, I need more leads, I need more leads, I need more leads. No, fix your shit. Yep. It says you're closed on weekends. Answer your phones. I mean, you guys do a good job of tracking the calls, but, I mean, look, at the end of the day, are Demand you selling service agreements? Are you turning service into sales? What are you doing? Are you going after getting a review on everything? Are you putting out yard signs? Are you asking for the HOA president? If you're not doing these things, look in the mirror and say, I'm a piece of shit. I need to focus on my own problems and not have somebody else fix them for me. God, how do you feel? How do you really feel about that, Tommy? Well, I'll tell you later. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, listen, I promised Bree I would have you out here on time, right? Because I know you have another podcast you have to go do. Um, and I think that was a great way to, to mic drop on the end of a podcast such as this. But um, listen, man, like, congratulations on what you did with A1, man. And, and I'm excited to be part, like, I'm glad I get to be friends with you. Like, not the fake fish you know i'm we're friends i'm glad to, to see i'm happy to be a part of your journey a small little piece of it i'm excited to be able to come to vertical track this year like we've been talking about this for a minute so to me it's just because i love doing business with my buddies right and we're kind of in that phase but i'm ex i'm like genuinely excited and i get motivated by watching the things that you do you know and learning from those things because i always joke in our text message groups I'm the bottom of the circle in our text message group. I love being the bottom <laughs> of the circle, but it means I have only upside for me. So I'm always like, Hey guys, thanks for letting me bring the average down. And they're always like, yeah, it's okay. Cause Tommy brings the, <laughs> brings the average back up. <laughs> you, you know, I'll tell you this. I, I'll tell you this real quick in closing. I, I, I see myself and I look at myself and I'm my own worst critic. I, I mean, I, I'm going to, I'm working on so many things personally to become the best version of myself. And I've got a lot of way to go. If ever I think I'm accomplished, I want you to punch me in the face and say, you're not even close because I never do. I'm my worst critic of myself. Yeah. And I, I'm looking forward to you seeing what I'm able to do by systematizing the way I do the podcast and getting it better, bringing on the right people to help me become more efficient, working on ways to make me more accountable. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. And I'm, I'm excited for you to watch because I'm, I'm at the fetal stages. I am so the, I'm still the worst version of myself because I'm the best I've ever been, but the worst I'll ever be. And just know there's good things coming because you're gonna watch. I, I'm, I'm, I want, I, I want to help out more. Yeah. I'm, I'm just getting started. Well, you, I think you, in closing on this, I'm excited. I have no doubt. Um, but I'm a, I'm a feeler, right? Like I'm a personal guy. I like watching you personally develop. Like I'm talking about you as the Person. human, as the human yeah. being, yeah. And and that is enjoyable for me because um, you have so much upside there left to do. You didn't even start it. Like you have a lot of personal life to live and that, and, and this is your identity right now is, is the business of doing these things. But I love seeing you accomplish the things for you, the human being, you know, like I'm a dad, dude, I got four kids. You and got we, a lot going and on. And we cranked through great. this shit. And Anna's like, we're both all in on this thing too. We're having a good time, you know, but to me, like I don't give up time with my family. Like I make sure I make time. Now I miss shit. Like I can't make everything and still travel and do all the things, but I do a really great job of making sure I focus on because those fuckers are not little forever. Like they grow fast. Well, you know, and I know we're going a little over. We'll be a little late for another one, but Jimmy Hiller was sitting on your panel and he goes, and I loved his answer. He goes, guys, I don't regret anything. He goes, yeah, I missed some stuff, but I made sure there was one day a week 
And I had to work my balls off to get where I was at. So, oh, I wish I was home with the kids more, and then I wouldn't be a millionaire today. If you're at the home all day long bonding with your kids, and there should be time for that. Yeah. But just like you said, you're going to miss shit because you're working on their future. That's right. Every one of his kids and his grandkids got a scholarship now. Yeah. They've got a beautiful place to go for the summer. they got quality of life, quality of time. So those of you that say, I just wish I had more time. Well, you wouldn't be where you are today. So yeah. let's face the facts. You got to work your ass off and you're going to miss shit. And there's going to be relationships that sometimes aren't perfect. And you're not going to be well-rounded all the time. So don't feel bad. But, you know, don't run in circles either. If you're not getting momentum at work, maybe go work for somebody. But at the end of the day, it takes sacrifice and hard work and discipline to be successful. You got to stay consistent. And you need to be working on yourself and the business all the time. And if you want to reap the rewards, you got to put in the work, my friends. That's right. And you uh, and, and I'll finish with this. Ringy said this to us. I'm still waiting on the cheat code. I'm still waiting on the cheat code, you know, for to grow a big successful business. There's no fucking cheat code. Well, the, cheat code is, the cheat code is do the hard work, get the right help, get the right mentorship, get in the right group, you know, and and like Mike Tyson said, be consistent, dude. Consistency kicks determination's ass. I love that. And if the only cheat code I know is up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right. BA select start. <laughs> yes. Contra, baby. Contra. That's it. That's how we just dated ourselves. So <laughs> on that note, bro, I appreciate you coming in here and giving me your time. Thanks for bringing in the book and me. I'll make sure that we share that. Yeah. Um, well, real, I'll, I'll, I'll sign these for you later. You got to come over in the next couple of weekends. All right, cool. So let's do this real quick before we go to just let everybody know where they can, where they can pick up the book at. Oh, it's elevated and win dot com forward slash rhino um elevate and win dot com forward slash rhino and uh i did bring these awesome shoes i got oh. at rhino we've got the air force ones with a1 on the back that's right and i got these awesome ray bands because you're very generous so thanks for these <laughs> these are gonna get rocked out this weekend i don't want to wear them to work because i don't want to ruin them yeah those are from the rhino x experience that's part of the experience you got to be able to make sure your future's so bright you gotta wear shades and then of course with Nelly's there, you're going to be rocking your Air Force Ones, which you, you did. So That's right. I'm happy to be able to give that to you. So listen, bro, I appreciate you so much. Thanks for coming in. I got to get you out of here. Um, and I'm excited to share this one. We'll make sure to add in the link for his book and the post as well. So you can just click on it and then um, and purchase the book and then read through it. It's an easy one. Like this is a single flight read for me. It's easy. One. I get from well, here. To, we'll to see Austin. about that, but hopefully. Hang on. How many pages? Oh, okay. So one flight to Austin and back. It's a, it's a there weeks. and back. It's a there and back. I got it. About 190. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I appreciate you guys. Listeners, thank you so much. Obviously, uh, I always love when you guys leave your reviews. And every time I get this report sent to me and I can see how Tommy's getting all these reviews for his podcast and I see the reviews I get, I'm always looking like, oh, God, that's a really good review. I'm like, oh, shit, that's Tommy's. <laughs> <laughs> but keep kicking ass in the podcast, dude. Keep keep helping everybody. I know you will. Like I said, I appreciate our friendship, man. And uh, we need to get to another Suns game pronto, bro. Let's do it, man. All right, man. Thank it's, you. Listeners, until next time. Listen, he shared a few things. He's obviously built a great business. Business and Tommy's got a big heart and he'll help you as long as you know you got to give him a little bit of grace if you reach out to Tommy you're like one of hundreds that are trying to connect with him at some point give him a little bit of grace but he will help you he will um he will give you advice he'll do all these things because that's who he is as a, as a human being but listen you don't got to do everything but you got to do something no zero days listeners thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week we are extremely grateful Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, it's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. 
You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.